0: Oh hey, we've got a treat for you tonight. All the way from our own church is, is, is William. So would you guys give a, hey, you get an iPad. Oh, no, they just gave, would you guys give a warm JG welcome to William Henry. Have a seat, sir. Have a seat. We got lots to talk about.
1: you can make me look shorter in this chair.
0: I can lower mine.
1: I'm just teasing.
0: Somebody get a saw real quick. (laughs) Yeah, there
1: we go. All right. Got to remember this mic thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody, I've said this a bazillion times, but everybody needs a William Henry in their lives. He is a blessing to my life and always is an encouragement to me. And, uh, you know, recently, and we, we spent a a lot of time we were together on Saturday, just going over yeah. stuff, and it was really nice just to just sit and listen to you and just no. soak in the no. presence. No, because, <laughs> well, no, no, it wasn't rambling. It's one of those things where you you sense the presence of God on somebody, and you just when you're in ministry, you you give a lot, and so it was nice just to receive, and just sit there with you. And uh, you know, William will send me texts from time to time, a couple of week, every week, and just encourage me or something, and, and They've meant the world to me, you know, it, it, kind of the right recent times that you, you ever felt like, like, when is the other shoe going to drop? <laughs> you know, that you have times in yeah. life where you're just like, and lo and behold, here comes a text from William Henry, man, I just want to encourage you today and appreciate your friendship. And uh, man, I just stare at my phone. I'm like, man, this guy, what a great friend. And, um, and look at how skinny he is these days. <laughs> How, how, how yeah. much weight have you lost, bro? It's like, 60 uh, like 60s. Oh my pounds. gosh! Yeah. Yeah, I,
1: I was, need to get on the program. I was at my ugly mug on there. I was thinking, man, <laughs> so it's he's a lot a, bigger.
0: He's a lean, mean fighting machine. I but know about that. there's a secret to this weight loss. So about a month and a half ago, two months ago, we had cake here, and he was gonna go eat this. <laughs> <laughs> he was gonna go eat this bite of cake, and his daughter Riley hits his elbow and knocks that cake out of his hand, and she, he's like, dude, and I was like, I need her to follow me everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that I don't do a she's diet. She's the
1: equalizer. I can a I just a fork, need somebody
0: just to knock work. the food out of my hand. Yeah. Just onto
1: the floor. I am no promises. It was embarrassing. <laughs> it's kind of emasculating. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. it was like she was. a 10-year-old all, taking a fork out of your hand. There's a problem. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It was like Violet was reaching from wherever she <laughs> yeah, was. At. She's all the way at work and yeah, legwork. Like, like, like I'm gonna take that fork out of your head. Riley. Make a phone call. <laughs> do what
0: needs to be done. <laughs> yeah. I need a Riley in my life, bro. I'll just say this
1: though: the cake won out. We we enjoyed the uh, peppermint cake. It was it's peppermint right. cake. It was, it was amazing. Delicious. Oh man, but yeah. We just had to do it away from Riley when she wasn't looking. <laughs> Got it I was like
0: Riley, sister with me every day. <laughs> Just knock yeah. it out of my <laughs> Well, hey, we had um, talked about in prepping for tonight about worship. And you've got, I've studied worship for years, bro. and You've got such a cool insight into worship. So one of the things I wanted you to talk about um, is that you, you sent me a text that talked about f- feeling like there was an in your heart, in your spirit, in your know,er that there was an interaction and in worship between you and the Lord. And can you can you tell them what kind of what we talked about and yeah. what that what, what that experience is like?
1: Well, that's it. It's an experience. Um, for me, worship is uh, I don't know. And I guess I'm I'm farther along in my walk with Christ than I ever have been. And I think that's a continuing thing. And I mean, it never. I believe that it never goes away. You just continually grow. So I'll never be at that pinnacle of where I hope to be. Um, but I used to view worship as, uh, I was that guy that just kept my hands on the front of the chair and, you know, it was whatever we sang the words if we knew them and that was it. And, um, there came a point when uh, God revealed to me, uh, who he truly was and it was during worship and, um, and, and it's just an overwhelming feeling of love, um, is, is how it started. And, and from that, it became just acceptance and, um, and now it's a presence. Um, it's, it's. It's not like something that, um, that I can equate to an emotion because there's a physical presence that's felt um, during that experience when you surrender. And that, that's really the key that i found is surrender. Um, you know, like when I worship now, my hands are up and I, and I, and I worship. I'm, I'm praising him. I've completely surrendered. And um, I used to not do that. And uh, someone once told me that um, if you're worried about where your hands are, or what you look like, you're not worried about Jesus. You're worried about yourself and what others, what others see in you. And um, it was all about being embarrassed. You know, you're a man, like, you can't have your hands up. You can't have tears coming down your face and singing to Jesus. I mean, what kind of man does that? And, um, you one. know, once I experienced that presence of God in a way that um, he was willing to reveal himself to me, which is a gift, um, I recognized that I needed to, to give him myself. And, and that's really where it comes in is, is complete surrender. And uh, so it doesn't matter if music's playing or not. Music tends to help. Um but worship is about giving thanks, and it's about uh, giving honor to the Father and, and the Son and the Holy Spirit all at once. And um, I'm, I'm searching for that presence because that's all I want is I just want to be in His presence. I just want to be with Him. And um, in, in those moments, that's for me, that's, that's what I get. I get that presence, and um, man, there's nothing more joy-filled or, or peaceful or comforting or I mean, there's no amount of money, there's nothing that I have or that I could ever ask for or give that would ever bring that comfort and that peace that's found in, in the presence of God. And, and that's what worship does for me, and that's, that's where I try to stay.
0: You had told me that you sense God. And well, explain that, like there's an exchange happening uh, there where...
1: So... Um... I don't know like I don't even remember how I described it to you but uh, it's I'm like gonna,
0: I want you to tell a story in a second but you were telling how he, you're reaching out he's reaching oh yeah, down father.
1: and okay so um, a long time ago uh, during worship um, I had my hands raised and and I had this image of God and and it's like I don't know this is how he presents himself to me but um, it's just like his feet and this huge throne and and it's the father and um, you know growing up uh, when I was you know four I don't know. I remember I would hold my dad's hand, and his hand was so big, right? Like, all I could do was just get a finger. And um, in, in that moment of worshiping, it, it's God's hand comes down to me, and I'm holding his hand. And it's that same feeling of, of he's my daddy. And I told you that, you know, I, I, and you can read this, but um, I refer to God as Abba. I mean, he's, he's my daddy. He's my father. And it doesn't matter how old I get, um, you know, God is infinitely older, Right. And uh, so for me, I will always be his child, and, and so that's just the image that he gives me, is just this large presence of God, and he's my daddy. And, and so when I hold his hand, it's, it's just another, I guess, connection that I have with him and, and that worship piece of, of just, you know, to feel that presence. But it, it's it's a vision. It's a feeling. it's I can feel it inside. It's a pressure on my body, like a warmth. Uh, sometimes it's cold. It just kind of, I don't know, whatever it is, it happens in that moment, and you, I just know that it's him. And, um, and you know, I mean, you guys that are up here worshiping, you'll see me. I, I tear up. I can't help it. It's just the overwhelming presence of God and, and that vision of him and just being thankful.
0: You told a sto- told me a story about when you were, I think it was your senior year, and you were working with some special needs kids. and <laughs> yeah and that, and how you, what your dad did, and tell them that story yeah. and how you paralleled so,
1: it. Um, so, it was my senior year, and it was my graduation day, and um, I had this co-op job. I was working for uh, Crowley Transportation, and I was an aide on a special needs bus. And um, the way the timing of the day was, I needed uh, that afternoon route off. I was planning on finishing the year because we were, we were ending before school did um, our senior year. And so I went in and told my boss that um, that I wasn't going to be there, and he started yelling at me, and there was a you know an exchange of words, and I said, well, I guess then I need to quit, and he said, don't no worry about it, you're fired. And um, so it's my graduation day, and I just got fired, and I've never been fired, I've never had that experience, and so it really it, it hurt me. I mean, to my core, like I didn't know what I did wrong or how I could have handled that differently. I told my dad, and um, and it was just like. Um, he said, "Don't worry about it. You know, you're going to be fine." And and he said, "We're just going to carry out your day." And, and you know, I was trying to shake it, but I couldn't. Um, and so a few hours before my graduation, I got a phone call from my boss, and he called me and told me that um, that he was proud of me and that I'd done a really good job. And you know, he was sorry about it earlier and that um, not to worry about it and that it was in the past. And um, he wished me well and not to worry about the rest of the year. I wasn't terminated; it's fine. Um, but he just wanted me to enjoy, you know, my summer and and go on and do whatever I was going to do in college and all that. And, you know, I was thinking, wow, you know, I mean, I was on cloud nine. I'm walking across the stage thinking everything's fine, everything's settled. And uh, a few years later, I brought that up to my dad because I I was just talking to him and I was thinking how weird it was that 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 guy just called me like that. And I don't know why it came up. My dad was like, you know why he called you? Um, He said, I hesitate in telling you, but um," he said, you probably need to know how much I love you. He said, I called that guy and told him that if he didn't call you and apologize, that I was going to come up there and hurt him. And, uh... You know, I mean, it's one of those things where it was like at first I was kind of like let down that that guy didn't do the right thing. But then I remembered, you know, that's that's who my dad is. That's what my dad means to me. And that's what I mean to him. And in that moment, I learned that that's what God's been doing for for me from long before that instance, from from the time I was born, that God's been fighting my battles. He's he's been going into my life and and doing good things and, and telling people to leave me alone and giving me favor and, um, and so God revealed that to me in that moment, that, um, that that's really what he does for all of us. And, and you know, even though that was my earthly father doing that, um, it, it was God impressing that in him. And God did that for me, just like he's always done for me. And um, it, it just it's, it's awesome to know that God truly loves us like that. And so the least I can do is worship. And that's really kind of another thing that helped me to understand what surrender is and, and to really worship.
0: Describe... You told, were telling me that you can give God your time, your money, all that. But worship is different.
1: Yeah, it is different.
0: And it, describe the difference you see in bringing that to the Lord compared to other things that we could give or bring you know, or it's do.
1: It's down to creation. I mean, that's why we were created. Um, God gives so much to us. I mean, I mean of course, he gives you financial uh, you know, gains. He gives you your stuff, right? He's your provider. But God provides so many unseen things that we just can never repay. Like there's no monetary value that you can place on those things. You can't equate it to anything that, that we can understand in the human realm. But what we can give and what he desires and what he finds joy in is worship and praise. And, and so for me to understand that, I had to go through a lot of hardship in life and, and make a lot of mistakes. But then I realized that um, I can never outgive God. And once I understood that, I stopped trying to outgive him and I just started thanking him. And, and I found peace in that. And, and I continue to find peace in that and joy just in knowing that all he desires from me is just thank you, praise, and worship. And, and that's, that's why we were created. You know, it talks about in scripture that um, the angels just revolve around his throne, just, just giving him praise. And, and he desires that from us on a different level. You know, the angels are, are heavenly beings, but, but we're human, we're his creation in a way that we have the opportunity to choose something else. But if we can just choose to surrender him and, and just find joy in him and his presence and give him thanks, we will experience that that level of joy that we can't find in anything else. And so it's just one of those things that, that I truly, I value. And, and in my time, it's, it's like, I don't have enough of it. It all belongs to him, but... There's just not enough time to thank him enough. I mean, it's, I find myself throughout the day just finding what can I thank him for, and I do. And it's, it's you know, people will see, and then it's like, thank you, Jesus. And it's, it's cliche, you know, they see you say that, and they're like, whatever. But I mean it, like, and he knows I mean it. And that's all that matters to me. I don't care what anybody else thinks, because it goes back to surrender. I don't, I'm not worried about what anyone else thinks about what I'm saying or what I'm doing. I'm worried about what he thinks of me. And if I'm focused on that, when I say, thank you, Jesus, he knows that in my heart of hearts, in my spirit that I'm truly thankful for whatever just happened. And no one else has to even realize that something happened. It could just be something that I realized that I I could have made a mistake and he caught it and he caught me on it and corrected me. And it's just, thank you, Lord. Thank you for catching that. Man, I could have messed up. I could have hurt someone, I could have hurt myself. Just thank you and and that's really it, man. I I just want to give him thanks because that's all I have, I mean, that's it. That's all I can give him. He doesn't need money, he doesn't need time, he doesn't need my shirt, Um, I mean, he doesn't need my car. I mean, what does God need for me? What can I give him? And it's, it's just thanksgiving and worship. That's it. That's all. That's all. I have.
0: You had described um, bringing God joy and pleasure. Yeah. How, do, how do you see that? How do you see when you're giving him honor? how do you see that he brings him?
1: I just I hear his joy, man. Um, sometimes I hear laughing. Um, sometimes I see him clap. Um, sometimes I see dancing. Uh, it just comes in, in waves of different different visions of things that, that he's doing. Um, but it's it's just, I know that he has joy, and I know um, I brought this up probably in a text. Uh, just to hear someone worship worship God, like not not me, but just to witness it. Um, so like when Allie sings, or, or, or when you sing, or Kate, or Sarah, it, it's just... It's a joy for me because you're experiencing God's joy, right? Because he dwells within us. And so when he's thankful or when he's joy-filled and, and he hears us do something or sees us do something that worships him, he, he enjoys that. Like, and, and because he's in us, we can experience that if we're just looking for it. And, and I constantly look for that because, again, it goes back to his presence. It's the desire to be in his presence. And what does it take to get there? And if I can enjoy what he enjoys and love what he loves, then I can be more like him and I can find that joy. And, and that's where I find it is, is in watching other people worship. I mean, I find it when I worship, too. But it's, it's a different experience to see someone else experience it. It's a blessing and a gift.
0: I heard that years ago. And I guess now that I'm older and more mature or whatever. But we were at a CFNI one time. Ryan probably was with us. And the director, I think it was uh, Dutch Sheets, was the director of CFNI. And he was saying how his favorite thing was at, at Christ for the Nations. He'd go up in the balcony And he just watched the students, and I thought, well, that you need, bro, you need to be worshiping too. (laughs) But now that I'm a little bit older, I I know what a wonderful sight that is to see people bless the Lord. I see Uh, you see that. Yeah,
1: it's cool. I mean, it's cool. So that's there's so many facets of worship, man. If you just if you just take a minute just to watch people and, and watch what's going on. Um, I mean to watch it on stage you can see when someone's truly worshiping God I mean when you sing it's it's a it's a gift I mean it really is you're you're in your anointing and and clearly you're worshiping with your with your whole spirit I mean you can see it and to hear someone worship when they sing is it's different you know I mean you go to a concert you can see your favorite whoever sing or whatever and I mean that's great and that's entertaining but it's different when you see someone sing I think we talked about several different uh, worship leaders but um, so the thing that that I noticed is um you can see when, when, like when Jonathan or, or one of the others are up here singing, you can see them notice you, right? Or notice the person next to you and, and see the worship going on. And, and so you see in them the same thing that you're feeling or you're experiencing and you know that it's happening around you. And then you couple that with, with that feeling and that presence of God and you're there again. And, and so that's, that's kind of what God is. God's in everything. And so if we, if we understand that God's in everything then God's in the words that are being sung, the music that's played. He's in the look that that person just gave you from stage when you notice that. He's in the person next to you, he's in you. And that presence is all around you and you, you get to experience that just for a minute or two or however long that song lasts or whatever's going on. But that those are the moments that, that make corporate worship and in, in church what it is. It's, it's just, you, you go home. I mean, how many of you guys have been to a concert, a worship concert, and you're like, man, that was powerful. You go home and you're talking about it for like a week, right? You come to church, sometimes you experience that. But it's not up to them. It's not the song that's played. It's not the person singing. It's up to you. You have the ability to experience that wherever you are. It doesn't matter if it's a concert, if it's church on Sunday, or if it's in your call on the way to work. You can, you can sing in or praise in the presence of God wherever you are if you just worship and surrender. And that's really, that's, that's the whole essence of, of what I was trying to say in that is that it's just cool to see other people experience that, to know that they're feeling what you're feeling, that they're experiencing God in a way that you've experienced it. Because if we truly look to him, that's his desires for us to have that joy. And so if we're truly trying to be as Christ is, then we want to see that joy in other people. So what a blessing it is to see that in someone else and to see them experience that and just the love of Jesus. There's nothing more powerful.
0: One of the questions I sent you was, what do you say to somebody that says that could never be me? That I've done too many things
1: wrong. My life is too messed up. I've experienced too many things that are that. That was me. <laughs> I was that guy at one point in my life. Um, I think we all think that. We all think that we've, we've messed up beyond uh, salvation. Um, but, you know, I think if you, if you really just surrender to God just for a minute, and, and you just say, you know what, I am broken, and, and I'm not perfect, and you know that better than anyone, maybe just for right now for a minute. Um, I just want to thank you that you've you've protected me through so many of my mistakes. I think I told you quite a few of those, uh, which I don't know if I should share those. But, uh, that,
0: tell them about that time that you robbed that bank, yeah, and you beat up no, that old lady. Uh, no, just kidding. I
1: would never do that. <laughs> um, I'll just be real. I'll just tell it. So, uh, you robbed the bank? No. <laughs> so uh, one night I was with some guys I shouldn't have been hanging around with, and uh, I, had, I had drank beer. I was a minor, and um, I wasn't drunk, but it doesn't matter. I got pulled over. Uh, There's was, there was a lot more to the story, but I'm just going to say this. Uh, God protected me that night, um, and I didn't go to jail, which I should have. Um, and in that moment, I, I realized that what I was doing with my life was a lot of wrong. Um, that I wasn't where I should be and I wasn't doing what God had, had asked me to do, uh, so many years before. And, um, I completely cut off that whole group of friends, uh, very shortly after that. Um, and I changed what I was doing with my behavior. I stopped all of the ignorance in my life. I want to not insert not something right there because
0: yeah. you said, Jonathan, they weren't bad people.
1: No, they weren't bad people. They just were not. and just were not ready to worship God. And they were not, they they were making the same mistakes I was making. So yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and it it wasn't them, it was me, right? So when when you're making bad decisions like I was in that moment in my life, it, it's really easy to blame other people, but it just became, you know, like the guy called me and he's like, hey man, we're going out. I was like, no, nah, I'm just, I'm not, uh, you know, I need to I need to do something different. I got to look at myself in, in a different way. And he's like, okay, well, I'll call you tomorrow. And he did, and I was like, no, nah, man, I'm not going out. And, you know, time passed on, I didn't go with him. And um, it, it was more about me realizing that God had done so much for me to get me where I was, and, and, you know, I mean, I was saved very early on in my life, and I was just a prodigal. I ran as quickly as I could to get away from him because I didn't understand. I, I didn't understand what he wanted for me, and I didn't understand what I wanted out of him and what I was expecting. And, um, you know, I got angry with my life. My parents had gotten divorced. There was just a ton of stuff, and it's all excuses. But the reality is, um, we're all, at some point, we find that rock-bottom place, and, and for some people, it's not near where I was. Some people, it's far worse. Um, I mean, we, we've heard some, some amazing stories up here of people that have found themselves out, out of the, you know, a lot worse place than I've been in. Um, but but that's the thing. that that's That's where we find Jesus is in our worst, right? Because he will never leave us nor forsake us. So it doesn't matter how bad we are or where we are in life, if we just will take a minute to realize that he still loves me no matter what. And that's really the key is trying to help someone understand that. And where that comes from, like, you know, I look at my children. It comes from me as a father. It comes from me as a neighbor. It comes from me as a husband, um, as a co-worker. I have the opportunity to tell someone that just because they messed up that I can forgive them and God can too. And every day is an opportunity to do that. And so you asked me the question was what what would I do to to tell someone if they were struggling with that? And that's just, I'm gonna I'm gonna pray with you, man. We're just we're gonna pray about it and we're gonna talk about it and then I'm gonna worship with you. And and we're just gonna give thanks. And we just start naming stuff. I, I have a guy, actually I ran into alley the other night. I have a guy that I meet with on Tuesday nights, and um, one of the first things I told him he was struggling with a lot of things, is is just I want you to find thanks. Just give, give thanks. If you're having a bad day, that's the time when you need to do it the most. Just thank Him. Thank Him for everything. And I, I know I kind of went way into detail about thanking God for the weeds in my yard and the stump that I needed to cut down. I mean, there's a ton of things, but my shoelaces is I haven't got shoes, there yet.
0: <laughs> right? Oh,
1: am I going too far?
0: No, I haven't got to blessing my weeds in the yeah. yard. Uh,
1: but I just uh, thank Him for everything. And if you have nothing else to think of, just look around you, right? Just find something to give Him thanks, thanks for. Like, I mean, I'm thankful that Bill's here right now running the soundboard. And I'm thankful that that these guys are back here in Ryan, and they're, they're they're running the the cameras. I'm thankful that Jonathan's here, that he asked me to do this. This is a gift. I spent time with with Pastor today at uh, a meeting, and it, and it was it blessed my life. You know that experience it blessed my life. I'm thankful that my wife's here. I'm thankful that you guys are here, and that I get to experience this with you. And you guys let the old guy hang out with you. Uh, I mean, there's just I mean I can go on and are on. Are you talking about me? No. No. <laughs> yeah thanks for letting me hang out with you. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's just those things where you just find things, right? I mean, if you really think about your life, you have you have a ton you can complain about, right? I mean, you can speak that over yourself. You can speak that in your life. But if you stop focusing on that just, just for five minutes and start focusing on the things that you have to be thankful for, all those problems go away because you realize that he's really in control. And he's done so much for you to get you to this point that he's going to get you through whatever it is that you're struggling with. And if you could just share that with somebody in a way that they, that they're, you're being authentic, meaning that you have to do that in your life. You can't just tell someone to do that, like you have to do it. Like you wouldn't believe me if I, if I just said that I do this stuff, right? I mean, you wouldn't, I wouldn't believe me either, but I do it. It's it's how I live my life. And, and those of you that are up here, you probably see a lot more than I would like, but um, that's, that's really the truth is just to be authentic with someone and just just love them, man. I mean, they don't even have to really feel your love because it, it comes from your spirit. Eventually they will and they'll know. And, and I know when I'm loved and, and I know that there are a ton of people here that love me and it's amazing. It's it's awesome.
0: You've got <clears throat> three amazing kids. I do. How do you how do you teach them to worship?
1: So uh, a lot of different things. Um, I actually got asked that we talked about that, too. Uh, I got asked, um, you know, we, we, sit in the second row pretty much every day, I think, most of the time. Um, and there's a couple that, that asked me about, you know, my kids, they always cling to me. And um, that's just what they do during worship, you know. And and, and so normally, if it's just me, like today, they're, they're not here, so my hands are, and I'm all in. Uh, but when they're here, they're, they're feeling the Father's love through me. Um, as a dad, um, our kids don't fully understand, and you know, when they're younger, they don't fully understand Um, the love of of Jesus. They they only equate that into what they feel for their parents. And so for me, it's allowing them to to feel that. And so one of the things is, is of course, doing corporate worship to hold them and and let them experience that, that the the physical feeling, right, that I'm feeling spiritually, but that physical hug or whatever they need. Um, But the other thing is at home, um, I worship with them. Um, I'm not talented at singing or uh, playing the guitar, but I do my best for them. Um, and I just, I make up words as I go. It's probably none of it makes any sense to anybody. I would never do it publicly, but, um, with my children, you know, it's, I just sing to Jesus and that's it, man. I just give him thanks. I just thank him. I, he's holy, holy, Lord of Lords, King of Kings. Um, he is everything to me and, and they hear me do that and they see it and they witness it and they know because it's the same experience there, here, wherever, you know, usually, uh, my body temperature changes, hot or cold, I feel the presence of God. And anytime you're in that, you can experience it. And so I do that so that they will experience that and eventually they will start to do that on their own and they'll understand it. Uh, because it's important for me to teach them that now when they're young, because I wasn't taught that. And I went through most of my life not understanding God's love in, in the expression of worship and thanksgiving. So it's, it's extremely important as a parent for me to, to have that with them.
0: Well, you had told me that their favorite because you play worship in the car, yeah. And their favorite song is "Tremble," yeah, which is one of my song. favorite songs. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah. But uh, when when you're standing with them, um, yeah, I don't. I, I know you don't think you are, but you really are worshiping the Lord. And I think you got your arm on them oh, too. Yeah. You're not holding back at all. But that goes to the heart of God, because if you go to God Zephaniah, does. it says He sings over us. Yeah, he does. And so when there, you know, little Ethan, he's got his head right there on your chest, and he can hear you singing.
1: Yeah, he does. You're and right. that
0: parallels For sure. what yeah. God says about us, that, that, that he sings over us. And, you know, this side of heaven, we probably won't ever audibly hear him, but in our spirit.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, For sure. So, so, so spirit, what, a,
0: what a connection that your yeah. kids are going to have when they understand that the Lord sings over us. Mm. That he dances over us, that he, he does, that man. he celebrates us.
1: Yes, now, your does. your
0: precious wife is here tonight, and tell us what do you guys do as a couple when it comes to prayer and worship and that kind of that kind of thing in Not your home? Enough.
1: <laughs> um, you know, that's something that uh, that is truly that we need to work on. I mean, if I'm if I'm being transparent, um, we don't pray enough together. Uh, I don't think you really can. Um, but I know that, that uh, one of the things that we have, that we do a lot, is it's always praise and worship. Like she, she's got, um, well, she had a Bluetooth speaker. Now we have the, I think it's Amazon. Is it Amazon? Yeah, the Amazon Alexa that plays it. So uh, anytime any, she's home, it's, it's playing pretty much all the time. Um, she, my wife is, um, you're an amazing woman. And uh, I'm really thankful for you. She, um, She, man. Y'all are going to make me cry up here. Uh, is it, what does that show? Um, so, so my wife, man, yeah, golly, that, that's a whole other, we need another night for that. Um, what do we do? Man, we just, we, we just love Jesus together. Like, she's always doing Bible studies. She's always talking about Jesus. Uh, we talk about the Word together um, and just how good He is to us. Um, I mean we're, we're we, we were not equally yoked I'll say at one point uh, but we are now we, we totally are invested in him and his blessing on our lives whatever it is we just we ask him to root out all the sin and bad things that we have in our life anything that we're doing wrong to bring it forth um, as a couple and he does and we fix it um, I mean it, it just it's it's an honor to be married to you and uh, it, it's a gift and you're a gift Um there, there's nobody more perfect for me than you. Um, there's just not. And, you know, I, I thank God privately and, and of course publicly for that and and for her. Um, but our story, the way we ended up together is, it's a debacle, uh, if, if I'm transparent, but, um, God blessed us through it and continues to bless us every day, even though, and, uh, in spite of our, our sin, humanistic tendencies, right? And, uh, but, but she just, uh, man, so on this journey, uh, when we, we were first dating, we went to church together, and then and there was a wayward time in there, uh, and then we started going to church again, and then we we'd left church and all this stuff, and one day she decided she was going to church, and I wasn't going. Well, I wasn't going to let her go without me, and uh, so I went with her, and we've been going ever since. Um, if that tells you anything, I mean, my wife is, uh, she's a blessing, uh, truly. Uh, she's a leader, uh, fighter, um, just an amazing woman and a fantastic mom. And uh, she's a blessing to me. She, she blesses my spirit um, just by her love from Christ. And so what do we do together? We just love Jesus, man. That's, that's, that's the key, I think, to marriage, really. I mean, communication obviously has to happen. But if both of you love Jesus first and, and he is the pinnacle of everything you do, everything else will work itself out. Um, I mean, you know, we argue and have disagreements, um, and almost always uh, we apologize, and we remember, you know, the devil's just trying to attack our marriage, and um, we, we let him in for a minute, and we got to fix it, and um, we do that together, and we come back to each other, and there's always a hug, and usually tears, and uh, there's a mission of love, and um, prayer, and all those things that come through it, so.
0: You know, she was the first one that lost weight, yeah. and we made fun of her. <laughs> because
1: we <laughs> called her carb
0: smart, right? Look <laughs> at me now. We had ice cream here, yeah. and she brought her carb smart ice cream, yeah. and we made fun of it. And yeah, that's
1: why I said she's a warrior, yeah. man. It doesn't matter what's going on; she's always going to do the right now, thing. Now
0: you don't you eat carb smart. I, I need to eat carb smart. Yeah, so
1: I've, I've fallen in line. Yeah, I'm a good husband. See? Yeah, I need you to. I need down. to get on
0: the carb smart uh, bandwagon. There, I asked you Saturday something about some about finding it difficult, and being in a difficult time. And you made the statement, sometimes you just got to let go. Do you remember what you said about that and what you... No idea. Well, let me... let me. I, I remember because you... And I wrote it down. I don't... I, this I is wrote why it, he's a note-taker.
1: He just let me talk. Like, if you guys saw that it was two hours of me talking and him taking notes, <laughs> I expected there to be a dialogue and... Dude, no.
0: dude, I just enjoyed sitting there. Had my caramel macchiato that was too many calories and, and just sat there in those comfy chairs. Um, you said two other things. Sometimes you just have to let go and there's an art of letting go, but you said this, you have to take stock in the moment that you're in and Mm. push pause on all that stuff.
1: Yeah. So, uh, kind of going back to something, I, I guess I kind of went down that, that rabbit hole earlier. Um, Sometimes you're going to find yourself in a situation that is just, it's overwhelming. There's a lot going wrong. Um, and, and for me, uh, I realize now that nothing is bigger than God. And so I just have to, to just like kind of put that stuff in a box and just set it aside for a minute and think about all of the goodness of God and all the wonderful things that he's done in my life and what he's doing. Um, and so that's kind of what I was talking about was giving thanks Um, so it's easier for us to give thanks when things are going right naturally. Um, but, but the mission is to be able to give thanks when it's the toughest. And that's been a learned skill, habit, um, method, I, I, don't know. Um, but that's something that I'm constantly working towards to be, become better at that. And, and one of those things has allowed me to eliminate fear, um, Fear is is not real. Um, it's not. It's it's something that we have created that prevents us. It's an excuse to be able to do what it is that we need to do. And generally, it's something to progress the kingdom of God. Um, coming up on stage would be fear, right? But this could be an opportunity for us to share something about our lives that touched us, that God did, and give Him glory. And so, if we focus on the fear or the the, the bad things, then we lose track of where we are and what we should be doing. And so I like to take those difficult things and I just set them aside and and, and I forget about those things even if, it, if I just give myself 30 seconds. I know it's probably going to come back. The problem's not going to go away, but if I can take 30 seconds just to give thanks for all the things that he's done right in my life and, and what he's working on, those things just go away naturally. They do. God removes those. That fear is gone. The trepidation is gone. All of the things that I thought that could do to me is now gone. God's removed it. And now I'm back in right standing and, and I'm back in speaking good things in my life. Because God gave us the creative power of our words just like he has, right? He gave us authority when we accepted him. And so there's an opportunity when, when you're in, in something, I don't know, terrible, whatever. Uh, your car breaks down on the side of the road and it's in the middle of the night. And you need to get, you're late to an appointment and it's raining, right? And you don't know what to do. Thinking that you have a car that broke down. I mean, just like put the fact that it's broken down, put it in a box and think about all the people that are riding a bike right now. Think about that guy on a motorcycle and and like Josh, it's 20 degrees outside and pouring down rain rain and that's their primary mode of transportation. Yet, even though you're stuck on the side of the road, you got a roof over you, you're not getting wet. And and you just find the Thanksgiving in those those things, and, and you put that bad stuff aside just long enough to remember that, and it, it brings you back to a place where now you can use the wisdom that God gave you, and you can figure it out. You can you could sort through the problem because He's going to help you because now you're looking to Him instead of looking to your problem. So I hope that.
0: One and it's hard to believe we're already out of time, but I wanted you. This is a kind of a twist on a question I gave you, but. Sometimes when you hit rock bottom, and you have no other options, it really is a place where God yeah. jumps in the middle of it.
1: It always is. I mean, you, you, you know, um, I have a friend that uh, at one point in his life, and, and, and I, I'm going to use this example because it's easier than mine, but um, he didn't, he, money was no object. Um, most of us have never experienced that, I don't think, anybody that I know other than this one guy. But money was no object. His family had seven hundred and fifty billion million dollars—not billion—but um, he he didn't even look at what he was doing. He just, if he wanted something, he just signed for it. There was never a bill brought to him or anything else. Cars—I mean, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, all of them, Aston Martins, whatever. Hotel room, the finest hotel rooms. He would just go in and sign. It was all in his family. Um, his family were not good people. That's how they earned their money. Um, but he didn't need God, right? And so. For someone like that, it's, it's a little more difficult probably to find him. But for most of us, myself included, we find that place where we don't know how to get out of the situation we're in. And that's our rock bottom. Um, it's, it's a place where you feel like that maybe, maybe it's a grade, right? Like you're, you're in your senior year and you're failing math. And if you don't pass that class, you're, you're, you're not going to make it. Um, and, and you're not going to be able to graduate. Maybe that's the situation you're in and you don't see a way out. And, and you realize, you think back, you know, the devil tries to bring up all those times you skipped class or you didn't do your homework or you procrastinated on that paper that you were supposed to write. You turned it in on the last day and got an F on it or a D minus or whatever. Um, and you're, you're focusing on those things because that's, that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to, wants to tear you down, wants to keep you in, in that place where you're no longer going to be able to amount to anything. But if you just stop in that moment and you think, man, there's got to be a way, you're, you're going to cry out to God you're going to say, Lord, I don't know what to do, but I need your help. You are. even like, How many people that, that find Jesus on their deathbed, they're in a car accident, and they've never believed in Jesus their entire life, but in that moment when their life is about to end, who do they turn to? Because they're at that moment, right? They're at their rock bottom. That's it. They know they're about to, they're about to die. Lord, if you'll just save me in this one moment, I will turn to you. I will, I will stop doing all the things that I'm doing wrong, and I will come back to you. That's that's what we tend to do. That's our humanistic nature, right? Give me something, right? We want want salvation. We want that gift. And so we're always looking for that. But God's okay with that. It's okay that you're in that rock bottom moment and you're calling out to him and he knows your heart. He knows you're probably going to run from him, but it's an opportunity because he always seeks you, right? He's always left the 99 for the one and you're that one. And you have that opportunity in that moment, even though you may not believe it, to call out to him. And he's going to come and he's going to do whatever it is that God does in that moment, whatever your your problem is. And he's going to remind you of that later. And he's going to build on that. And and over time, you're going to start to remember all the wonderful things that God has done for you. And that's where you get to that place where no matter what's going on around you, you can still be thanksgiving. You can still give worship. You can still get praise. My life's not perfect. Um, I mean, we're, we're fighting battles every day together as a couple in our marriage and, and at work and all these other things. But God has never left me, not one time. Never. Never, ever has he left me. He has never forsaken me. He has never not blessed me. He has never not pulled me out of my own problem that I created when I ask. And I know that he will never do that. And so with that, it, it's like having armor. Um, it, it's the ability to get yourself out of any problem. Um, it's, it's the biggest gun in the world, right? It's the nuclear weapon. You can press the button and just blow it all to smithereens and be fine, right? God will save you. And, and if that's not good enough, we have eternity to be thankful. Yeah. I mean, he'll do it here right now today, whatever's going on in your life, but you have eternity if that's not good enough for you. You have eternity forever, time we can't fathom, and he's going to be there blessing you for all of it. So...
0: You guys enjoyed William tonight. Amen. Right, thank, you. thank you. Hey, the Proverbs. Proverbs talks about uh, there's a friend that sits closer than a brother, and I've got some pretty good brothers, but you're a, a good friend to me, so
1: I want to appreciate your. Thank you, your, well, thank I love you sir. You very much.